Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Glazer. It is Tuesday here in Los Angeles. Um, this is coming out Tuesday night, so we're taping day of. Um, I just have to say that. I feel proud of us. Yay! <laughs> we get this thing out. It. it is current. Um, Anya is here. Anya Marina. Hello, Anya. Hey, baby. Hey, bye bye. Noah now. is not here. You're not here with me, but um, we're you know remote. But it feels like we're all here. It's just, I was just thinking today how lucky I am that I get to do a podcast where there's just no. I'm not like nervous. I just get to hang out with my friends, and you know, it's just a job where, that is just so ideal. Where we just like this is exactly the same conversation. Maybe better. Maybe a better conversation than one you'd eavesdrop on if we were if you heard us eating in the in the Whole Foods cafeteria like yeah, we did last yeah. week, Noah. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't really hear that much of a different conversation. I mean, maybe my voice, I'd be a little bit more like this if I talk. Like, you know, but it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's so cool. And in next week, I'm going to have on my friend Brian Frangie. So gear up for that. He, um, I used to do a podcast with him called The Not Safe Podcast. It was when I was had that show on Comedy Central. And um, he and Dan St. Germain, another really funny comedian, were my two... Um, 
well, Brian was my producer and then Jan was my co-host, but Brian ended up being like one of the co-hosts as well. And uh, he's hilarious. You guys are going to love him. He doesn't like an Apple blog where he just like reviews apples really savagely. <laughs> I've talked about him a ton of times before, but he's savagely. just like, I can't wait. Yeah, he's it's so funny. Um, he has strong opinions about apples. The sweet tango being his favorite apple of all time. The sweet tango people like even talked to him and like flew him out to the sweet tango farms to like, because he's done so much good publicity for them, but he does a blog called the, um, apple rankings.com. If you want to check it out, it's so funny. He's just the best guy. And, um, I just know besties are going to love him and I'm excited for you guys to meet him next week. He'll be on both the shows next week. So, uh, Brian Frangie, F R A N G E is his name. And he, um, yeah, he writes for Adam ruins everything that old show. And then he also writes for Adam, um what's adam's name adam ruins everything guy fuck adam conover he writes for his like youtube channel where he does like these serious breakdowns of like why does Ticketmaster? why does Ticketmaster suck and then he like explains it all and you like understand everything and it's all about capitalism and there's like three guys at the top it's pretty much the show succession <laughs> is the answer for everything um which i have so much to cover but right now i am in I'm in on succession. Like, you guys know I go through phases of like, I'll be into Veep. I'll be into um, Seinfeld. I'll be into Just Shoot Me. Um, shout out to the bestie who wrote me today that she is going on a job interview via Zoom, I think, with uh, a potential boss. And his name is Jack Gallo, which is the name of the boss on Just Shoot Me. And she was like, I was thinking of you. And I'm like, good luck, bestie. Um, but right now I'm in a succession phase. I just finished season one. I oh. um, tried to get into the show before. It was just, I didn't have anyone to watch it with. This time I am gearing up for season four, which is going to drop, I think, March 26th. And, or it's going to start March 26th. I love how HBO like does it old school style with one a week. It's just, it's not too much. Noah and Anya, you are both caught up through season three, correct? Like you're ready for season four. Yes. Yes. Now, where would you rank for you? Because I want to talk about how I feel about Succession. In, in shows of all time, because we, we are talking about critically one of the best shows, awards-wise as well, one of the best shows written and performed, uh, reviews-wise. Now, do you feel it fits into your like top shows, like if you're, if you're going through your favorite shows of all time? Is it up there for you? Absolutely for me. It's top three. I would say Succession, Veep. And then I'm leaving an open spot for something I think of later at three in the morning when I'm like, okay, Fuck. well, I, can I give you mine? Mine are Mad yes. Men is my number one. Just be, oh. I don't remember anything almost that happens in it, okay. except when John Hamm says, I don't think about you at all to Pete. And then like <laughs> when um, John Slattery's character, like the old guy, Roger, like fingers uh, Joan and they have like sex on the street. Those are like two moments I remember. Oh and like, God, I forgot all that. of by Kieran the and Shipka, the little girl is <laughs> yes. On, by a dumpster. They like almost get mugged and then they're like fueled by their, and then they like, Passion. oh, that was so Fear. good. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert for a show that happened 12 years ago. But um, <laughs> maybe more. Um, I would say Mad Men, Veep, 30 Rock. But if we're going dramas, Succession is Succession is like a. Uh, I would say it's 10% Veep because I'm not giving it. I, I hate when people go, it's half Veep, half Mad Men. It's not all. F it's funny, but it is not purposely funny the way Veep is. Veep is like you know, you cannot blink without missing a joke. Whereas Succession, it's, 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 it's constantly funny. 
I mean, the fun, there's some of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life on this show. But the, the acting is just so superb. And it, you know what I want to see so bad? I was watching it with Chris last night. We're into season two. And I said, do you know what I'm dying to see? And I like almost want to make this happen. I want to take a, an episode of Succession, one of the best acted shows of all time, probably. And I want to put bad actors in it and see how it is. I want to <laughs> mm. see that show with bad actors and see if it's still good. Do you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> oh, see if it the way up. that they people have said um, at the Olympics, let's have one guy who's regular run on the track or swim against them just to, so we can compare because you kind of start to lose context when you're watching all these Olympic athletes, you don't know how slow the average person is. Let's put something average in there to see how good it would be funny to see like the, you know, that movie, the room, which is like the worst acted movie, those oh, kinds of actors, terrible. like porn oh, actors yes. in this, but they're trying their best. I just, I want to be on the show so fucking bad. I am obsessed with every character. I want to be Shiv and just like always like, oh, okay, Shiv. cool. Like she's always just like, well, like tucking her like kind of neck back and going like, yeah, uh, okay. And then I love and my but my favorite character to do an impression of is um, Marsha, uh, Roy uh, uh, Logan Roy's uh, wife. And she everything she says is so intense. And she's just I've just been like telling people things like I've been telling Chris like just talking to Chris like in this voice like it's almost sexual but it's like evil. I want to play an evil person, um, and I think that's why I'm, I'm attracted now to more characters that are like older. Enchantresses, because that's I'm going through that phase. I'm going through many phases in my life. <laughs> going through a succession phase. I'm going through my witch phase, and I'm also going through a pizza phase. But we'll get to that in a second. Succession. I am going any, through very many pause and cauliflower yes. pizza. Crust. She makes me not scared to go through many pause because she <laughs> is so erotic and she's also. Very old. I mean, that actress is probably 65, 60. Yeah. You know, like she has not done maybe too much to her face, but she is intense and she is captivating. You know, I think as I age, I go, there's without question that people want to see old women on screen less as they age. There's no debate about it. I don't care how good of an actress they are. We'd rather see a young person's beautiful face. They're just, it's nice to, it's pleasant to look at. Oldness reminds us of death. It reminds us of like our own mortality. It's not that we're just like disgusted by old people, but we kind of are because you need, you don't want to be sexually attracted or like drawn to old people because then you want to fuck them and they're too brittle to like take on fuckings. So biologically, when we all used to rape each other all the time to like, you know, in, in tribes, I think it was mostly rape happened, much like in the animal kingdom. You don't want to rape an old woman. She can't, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Nothing's like, going to happen there. What do you mean? But I've spent a lot of time Googling. No, no, no. It would actresses. hurt her, as I'm saying. It would hurt a lot more to like jam your penis into an old person oh. that can't, like can't, the bones can't take it. So it would, it wouldn't, first of all, it wouldn't work because they're, I like how menopausal. you take the point of view of the rapist. No, it would hurt the woman. She says she wants to be evil oh, characters. Oh, I thought it would hurt your dick. <laughs> oh, no. oh my God, I don't care about their dick. But it probably would, it would be very dry in there. I'm just concerned about, you know, I think about my dog that I'm not going to get named Tic Tac, whose dick, dry dick is always just hanging out. And more on that in a second. Um, thoughts on, th sorry, I've done my monologue. Thoughts on success? 
I just wanted to say uh, season two was really where I put my phone down while watching the show and really no. started paying attention. I, I, I think you were like, two I put was my, my foot favorite. down and I go, this is a good show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I put my phone down and that's it. It's final. I'm putting my phone down. <laughs> it's kind um, of what happened. <laughs> no, you're not even kidding. Like, I love this show, but I'm missing parts of it. Like, even last night, Chris mentioned something and I go, oh, I didn't see that. He's like, you know, when yeah. Greg sees Shiv with the guy and I go, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about because I was on my phone probably. This is how we watch things nowadays. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's You'll fine. You'll get so into it though. It, there are so many little clues like that where I watched the whole season twice. I watched the yes. whole show twice. And on the second round, I'm like, okay, this is fucking art. Like these people work so hard on this. There's like, there's stuff sewn into the show. Like it's like a secret message in the fabric of the coat of succession. You're like, wait, what? I never noticed that the first time. Like it's so cool. And it's, why is it that rich people are so fascinating? The I think it's because there's no, these people, if you don't know the show, and I'm sorry if this is like leaving you out, but it's a bit, I think this will be interesting to you. It's just watching people who literally have no, there's nothing more they could want for. You know, like there's a certain point of richness where you, there's no better car you can drive. There's no better helicopter you can take. There's no, what are they, what are they, what do they want now? And they're still all vying for power, but power, money is power. And they already have all the money in the world. They're richer than anyone. And they're very flagrant with it. They'll just be like, yeah, I'm rich. In the same way that I like, I like when people can be just like, you know, at one point, Kendall is driving a car and he's kind of bad at it. And this guy goes, and he's like, oh, stick chef. And he's like, yeah, but I also like don't drive cars very often. And he goes, why? And he goes, because I'm incredibly rich and I'm driven most places. <laughs> and it's like, I, I just like his bluntness of like, yeah, that's that's the way it is. They are aware of it. Um, and they are all evil, but you also like root for them. I'm like obsessed. I'm just obsessed with the show. I can't wait to get back into it. And I have, it's so exciting to have witnessed all of these moments on Instagram and Twitter where people are like, holy fuck, succession tonight. What the fuck just happened? I know there's a big, what the fuck that happens in the third season. Like a big, like yeah. a, like a massive one I won't see coming. And how exciting is that? I like get so jealous that certain like I'm jealous that Anya hasn't seen Titanic. Like I do think they will hold up. <laughs> I don't like, there's think certain I'm gonna things. have that moment. <laughs> it's so good. Did you like Titanic? I want to watch that back to back with uh, what's the other one I have? Aladdin, seen? Pocahontas, and Aladdin. 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 No, Pocahontas. You can oh, I skip. I love Aladdin. That that Aladdin. I have seen. I have seen Titanic, but I didn't like it because when I watched, it, I was like in my like heavy metal. I don't like romance stuff uh, phase. I, I guarantee I'm not gonna like Titanic. I just guarantee it. I wish I could. I wish there was a bet we could take that was solid, but there's just no. Well, I think you're going into it hating it, but it's it's. It won Best Picture. It's it was in it was t it was in the so theaters for like fourteen years. Um, <laughs> it would it, really? like people wouldn't stop seeing it. It was on the theaters for like two years. I'm not joking. Like it was something ridiculous like that. It wouldn't leave the theaters. It, sometimes popular things are good. Yeah. Why do you think you I won't know. like it? I it's not my wheelhouse like i like indie stuff i don't like big blockbusters you sound good when you're saying that oh i just don't like it i mean maybe i'm I not like trying indie to be stuff. well so if it was a yeah, west like anderson's titanic Sun. and it was I guarantee just like you, 
After Sun is one of the best films I've seen all year. So is Tar. Tar is a blockbuster, right? Wouldn't you say? It's a blockbuster. What Blockbuster tar? means like it's like killed it in the box office. And I don't think that's it? true at all. Or not. I okay. mean, it was, okay, it was so a streaming almost immediately. But I think it's definitely people have seen it. It's popular. It's nominated. Like, I guess it was a huge budget. It was film, critically acclaimed. I, I think. Oh, it was. Okay. I thought it was a bunch of people talking I the think. whole time. So I didn't think it was a huge budget. <laughs> but Okay. You're probably <laughs> right. It's not a blockbuster, but it was a big film. Whereas After Sun is like a little one. I guarantee if you saw After Sun and kept your phone down... No, I can't guarantee this. I was going to say you'd love it. I think you might think it's the most boring film of all time, but it's so beautiful. It's so slow well, and beautiful. Okay, so and is Titanic. Titanic just seems Titanic big. is beautiful. Did you like Jurassic Park or did you hate Jurassic Park? No, no, I didn't. Like you did Jurassic not like Jurassic Park. Park? Did no. you see it ever? Yes. When and did I you saw see the, it? the latest one. I saw like oh, Jurassic yeah, Park. I mean, those sequel. are stupid. Like Jurassic Park holds up in terms of like, the CGI. I mean, Titanic is just a masterpiece. It is, it's gorgeous. It has a like winding long story. It's just like, it's, it's beautiful. I remember, I mean, I was in eighth grade when I, I couldn't sleep because I was so obsessed with it. I remember the first time I saw it. Really? I just, I couldn't stop crying. What were you I was obsessing like, about? The love story and the epicness of the special effects and like seeing you witness the Titanic sink. You witness like the mayhem that happened when the iceberg hit. You witness like, you know, every man for himself, women and children first, the lifeboats, the drought, like, and you see it coming. You see like how, how you just are brought into that world so beautifully. I mean, James Cameron kind of knows what he's doing. Um, and it's just, and Leo and, and Rose, I mean, Kate Winslet, I mean, there's no two better actors out there. Uh, and they have arguably, real chemistry. Oh my God. Yes. Really? It's supposed to be Claire good. Danes. Um, but she had just, she turned it down and she had, uh, just done Romeo and Juliet. And she was like, I don't want to do that again where I'm shooting in Mexico for a year. Like I just did this epic thing. So she turned it down, but Kate Winslet, oh my God, they have the, they're still friends. I mean, their chemistry is crazy. It was the first time I had watched something and been like, just, I mean, it kind of was one of those, like, you know, it turned the ignition on of my, of my, um, womanhood you know it was just kind of like a, like it was like starting up and it was like kind of the engine was turning over i remember that just being sense. up at Why night looking it. at a blinking vcr because i couldn't sleep i was on my parents floor of course because i never <laughs> i was scared of ghosts or whatever or nuclear war i was thinking point. you probably liked it so much because it goes with your first word which was danger you were watching like Yes, a like shipwreck. there's an imminent danger but it was really the love story like i was just so into I I've always loved like will they won't they and then like little ca catching glances and then like forbidden love I'm always into that and it's the most forbidden love because we all know he fucking dies at the end and it's so cruel that they took him from us at the end and that could he have fit on the board with her we don't know but just t tying this back around when I was talking on the podcast a year or so ago about how I love those will they won't they like just like hand holding like and then the, like it, eroticism that's just so subtle in movies where there's like little things a bunch of besties sent me a clip from pride and prejudice 2005 <laughs> with kira knightley and uh darcy you know the character and there's this one scene where you know 
their whole storyline is kind of the same thing, a Ross and Rachel, but he's like, you know, he's too proud and she's in prejudice of her kind of like lower status, but he's drawn to her and he can't help it. And she's just like bold and kind of like, I don't even like you. I don't even think you're cool because you're rich. And then their hands touch at one point because he helps her onto this carriage and uh, she kind of feel like you can see her be like, oh my God, like distracted. Like what was that feeling I just caught from his hand? And it's so electric. And then he walks away and you see him like flex his hand. And that is like one of the hottest scenes I've ever seen. Cut to me watching all the scenes. I've never even seen Pride and Prejudice the whole movie. I've only watched the YouTube compilations of all the <laughs> romantic scenes between Darcy. Just their whole relationship. You can watch it in one half hour. And it really just like, you can follow the storyline. You know exactly what's happening. Um, but then... So I'm watching Succession over the weekend and I go, this Tom guy, who Tom is one of the best characters of all time. I go, what else has he been in? I need to know. He's so good. He was Darcy on Pride and Prejudice 2005. He's the guy that I've literally turned on now because this is so, their chemistry is so, he is the romantic lead versus Keira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. This goofy, dopey, corny, idiot, like, Tom selfish but also like sweet this like dork Tom who you would never be like wow he's so hot he is the pinnacle of hotness in so Pride hot. and Prejudice and it's so cool I think he's so hot in succession though Real, he's just, well, I don't his characters first sort of season is he hot because I have not caught a glimpse of I mean there's moments where he I like how honest he is and it's just like oh, he's just like yeah. he's so stupid he's honest all the time so there is an attractiveness there Okay, we have so much more to talk about on the show, including why I didn't get a dog Tic Tac and um, also my pizza face. So we'll get back to that um, as soon as we get back from break. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces, like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're back. I update on my the dog situation. Yesterday I was flying back from Greensboro, North Carolina. I mean, this weekend <laughs> was a such a blur of Marriotts and <laughs> theaters and southern towns and <laughs> highways people. and I mean, it so was it was the same thing. Rich, I mean, I loved all the shows this weekend. Thank you to everyone for coming out. Definitely, like, made a mark in the South. I will be back to these places. Greensboro, uh, Durham. I've always loved Raleigh and Durham. But Ra- I mean, Durham, I didn't get a chance to see, but I've always loved Raleigh. But Durham I played this weekend and that we played. And then, um, what was the other one? Charleston was awesome. And yeah. we've been there before. God, what a beautiful, cute town that was in. There was some drama there, though. But lovely shows. Thanks for coming out. Um, flying back yesterday, I'm like looking at pictures of Tic Tac. I know that he has a respiratory thing going on now and he has to get on meds before he can get neutered. So I can't get him till after he's neutered. So I'm like, I might have to fly back to LA. I'm texting with Natalie from Mayday Rescue. She's updating me about um, they've got him on meds. He should be ready to get neutered next week. And so I was like, okay, I'm trying to find time to come back to LA because I'm leaving this week to come back to St. Louis just to pick up Tic Tac and then we're talking and she's like, it doesn't look like, I don't know how we got on it, but she's like, he's, he, he needs to find consistency because he's not potty trained yet. And I did not know he was not potty trained. This is a 10 year old dog. I'm finding out he's not eight. He's 10. That's never been potty trained, which is heartbreaking if you think about it, because I don't know his history, but that means no one's ever, he's never been domesticated. Truly. He's never felt safe. Like he's never had a leader. He's never had, something he can trust and like he's never been shown the way. And it also means he's probably been beat a lot because dogs that don't, the number one reason that people beat dogs, I'm guessing, I'm not, you know, the head of PETA, but it's probably because they shit somewhere or they piss on something. And then people fly off the handles and they beat dogs. So this dog has probably seen savagery because no one's trained it and it's 10 years of life. And so I was like, well, I'm going to start, I Googled, I go, how do you, I go, how long does it usually take to potty train a dog that's 10 years old? I was like, I'm going to read about it and I'm starting to Google. And she goes, it's probably not going to happen for him if he hasn't learned now. And especially with your schedule of like not being in the same place at one point. And I was like, she goes, but he wears, you know, that little diaper. He could put on like this little wrap thing around his penis. He's already wearing. He's, she's like, so that can like pick up the piss if he's, and I'm like, I would do this if I lived in my own place. I wouldn't care if my place smelled like dog shit. I would like find a way to make it work truly. 
but I'm staying in Airbnbs. I'm staying in hotels. I'm flying on planes. I'm like, I can't have a dog that is not potty trained. I just can't. And tears started welling in my eyes because I'm like, oh my God, I can't have this dog. And so I wrote her and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I can't, I didn't really know this about him. And I don't think she quite understood this about him either. And so she was totally understanding. I was kind of scared to tell her, but she was like, that's okay. What about Neil? And I'm like, I can't look at Neil the dog yet. Like I need to mourn the loss of this dog that is on my phone faceplate still. I can't take him off because I just have hope that somehow he's just going to learn or something or, um, and I've been watching videos constantly. Like I've spent hours imagining my life with this dog. Like it feels like a little bit of like how I used to feel when I would jump the gun with men and be like, yes. I'm going to get married to this person. We're going to be dating. We're, I haven't had that feeling in so long of this, like projecting the future and like picturing your life. And then it's just ta- like pulled out from under you. So I like, wept on this plane like a a lot for me I don't usually cry in planes because it's like in public and it's embarrassing but I was just like I just am so sad that I can't have this dog and it felt like the closest thing I can have to like a miscarriage and I hate to like say that to people who have had it but like I pictured my life with this thing that was going to be in my life for at least uh, maybe 10 years so it's a long it's a commitment it's like and it just like it's just, it, I mean, I'm not a miscarriage. It's more like a breakup when I think about it. It's just, that's the closest feeling I can have to it is like, I, I, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to have this dog. I announced it to my parents. I announced it here. I announced, like I told Natalie, um, it's happening. I've agreed to do it. Like, so I was already, had spent the money in my mind. I'd spent the time I had spent. Um, and so it was just like such a bummer and I'm still so sad about it. And I just hope if anyone out there is in the LA area and you have a nice home to give to Tic Tac, I would really love him to like be just somewhere safe and like warm. And he's such a cute dog. And I'm so jealous of whoever gets him. You're so lucky because he is like, he was, he, I feel like he was my dog for like a minute, even though I, he didn't like me when I met him. (laughs) He doesn't remember me, but for like a week and a half or a week and a half. Yeah. He was my dog. And so I'm just kind of sad about that. And I'm looking at other dogs, but I'm just not, not even ready to look like I'm still like holding out hope. It really does feel like a stupid mini breakup of how I always used to just get hung up on guys that like jump. I just jump the gun, but you know what? Like what is life if you're not jumping the gun a little bit? Like if I'm always, you know, vacillating between, you know, if I get a TV show, people get mad when I go, it's going to get canceled. Don't get too excited. People's like, enjoy it. Come on, embrace it. You're here. Like, and then at the same time, people go, don't get your hopes up. So what can you do? Like, it's kind of fun to get your hopes up sometimes. So I'll, I'll get my hope up about another animal, but everyone's just like, it's not meant to be right now. And there's another dog out there for you. Um, but it's just like, I wanted that, that one. That must be you know? hard to hear too. Yes. no. No one wants to hear that. No matter what loss you're suffering, like the, I mean, not it's that we not don't want to hear be. it. It's not meant to be, or like there's a, there's something. Yeah. That every, the, I do believe everything kind of happens for a purpose, not for a purpose, but I, not to quote last night's episode of, uh, the last of us. I don't believe oh, that shit, any, everything happens it. for a purpose, but I do believe that everything I, I'm I'm a determinist, I guess. So I believe that everything already is etched in stone the way it's going to happen because 
I don't believe in free will. So I do believe that everything happens for a reason, which the reason is complete randomness that is already predetermined and you have no control over it. So just get along with the ride. And whether or not I get attached to something or I don't is really not up to me either. I'm not really in control of how I feel about something. Um, and I'll probably let my, and also that dog is going to be taken from me eventually, you know, like whether I, I lost the chance of it this week or it dies seven years down the road or whatever. It's eventually I'm going to be sad about this dog. That's what you sign up for when you love something. And that's, that's the hardest part about loving anything is like, and I always say this about parents, like why would you ever invite that kind of love into your life that you're going to have to say goodbye to at some point, whether you die or something awful fucking happens. Like, like why are you risking that pain? Yes. The, the glacier is coming, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the glacier. You can't steer around. You're going to die and have to say goodbye to your kid or the kid, something's something that's going to happen to them. And it's just too much. That's why but the why closest do you I can get is niece and nephew. I know. Well, that's I'm, I, that's my fear. That's danger, man. Danger, danger is like having a kid, loving something too much. Dog, for some reason, I'm like, okay, I can I can handle this because I know. I mean, I eat I ate animals for twenty six years of my life or twenty five years of my life, whatever it was. I you know I've accepted animals' death much more than humans, and I just don't or kid. I don't even know what it's like to love a kid that much. I mean, I do kind of now with nieces and nephews, but not the way parents do. It's still not as strong. It's scary. So um, I salute parents out there for taking the ultimate risk of being sad a lot, but also being so happy. So it's again, it's it's both sides. It's such a leap. Oh my God. Take, I mean, committing to a relationship is such a leap too. Yes. Whether it's with a dog, a person, oh my God. A, having a child, anything. It's like, how long is this going to last? No one knows. You're just in it until also, it's over. Even with a relationship, like relationship, my fears are like, I'm going to want to get out of this or I picked the wrong person. There's someone better out there for me. Or and, and I extend that to my partner as well. Like he'll have that realization too. Like this is not just, there's some, you know, everyone, I feel, I fear that feeling. And I don't know that, again, I don't know why people get married. Cause I'm like, don't you always think there might be something better or that like this person could betray you in some way that will leave you fucking ruined forever? Like, yes. I mean, these are all things we've seen happen to either ourselves in the past or to people that never recover from. There are people I know that, lose their husbands or get divorced or get cheated on or husbands that lose their wife and they never recover. They never open themselves up again. I just sent you a Carol Burnett clip, Anya on Instagram oh. where she's like, if I ever get married again, um, I don't know. I just don't think I would because I, I like, I know what I want to watch on TV. I know when I want to read a book. I know when I want to go to bed. And, and this is her in the eighties talking to Joan Rivers on some show. And she's like, I guess if I ever got married again, we'd have to have separate houses. <laughs> like she's kind of like closed herself off too from obviously some pain she's experienced before, or just some loss of either her freedom or autonomy. Um, Cause with every gain, there's a loss. But I think with the marriage thing, like I guess with kids, when you have a kid, I know that pe parents sometimes go, what the fuck? Like they kind of look at me like, don't do it. I've had that look before where parents go, 
don't they just shake their heads kind of like when their kids are screaming and they look at you like and they just quietly move their head back and forth and give you big eyes like i want to i i hate that i did this like and a I hostage know, yeah it's just a, a little a, a fucking alarm goes off on my phone that's like like there's yes like a hostage too they totally let you know in these little ways but you're not like there's a better kid out there for me like you're not like you're not meeting other kids being like i guess you are i'm sure there are parents that see other kids and they're like why can't my kids act that way but i think instead of going like man i wish i had that kid they go why are what did i do that my kid's not good enough my kid's not like that Oh. I mean, I think a healthy parent blames themselves as opposed to like, yeah, they should. But if you're in a relationship, you don't look at other people and go, "What am I doing wrong that that my boyfriend's not like?" Well, maybe you do. Uh-huh. Like you, you just go, "I want another one." You can't trade in a kid for you're not like cheating on your kid. You can't cheat on your kid or like find a better kid to replace them. But in marriages and stuff, I mean, I was saying this weekend how I want to be a third wife. Like it would be so fun. <laughs> And how that's embarrassing to some people. But I think it would be the coolest because that's what I feel like with Chris. Like Chris is my like, you know, I've, I've, I've tried a bunch of different things on while knowing Chris, while having dated Chris, I've dated other people. And then I keep going back to him. So it's not like, so I've chosen him. He should feel special. And I think as a third wife, you're like, this guy, these two bitches that came before me. He is so glad to be with someone. He's finally figured it out. He knows himself. I think third and second wives are the coolest. <laughs> and um, and and that's to say that the first wives aren't cool or the first husbands. But I think that there's just something so romantic about figuring it out later. I mean, you guys were both late to the game of finding your person. You didn't find your people in your 20s. Yeah, very late. I'm relating to the Carol Burnett thing. Like, I think if this didn't work out with Matt, I would probably go right back to being doing what I was before. I enjoyed being single and living alone so much. But then I have a fear, like, maybe I only enjoyed that because I was living in New York City. You were always nearby, or I always had a lot of friends nearby. But you would just do that again. How do you find friends when you're old? Um, I think you have places to go. Like you, we, we be, you know, it, let me just say, if I, I can only speak for myself. If I ever found myself in a position where I didn't have friends or a sense of family or like loved ones, I would get into an AA program, a 12 step program that suits me. Cause there's one out there for everyone, no matter what you're and struggling with addiction. <laughs> yeah. Or I would do meetup groups or I would, you know, today I had a voice lesson. I would just take start taking lessons that t- introduces you to your teacher and then other students or like take, just d- throw yourself into something. There's always ways to make friends. It gets harder when you become immobile and you're like in a nursing home or whatever. But even then, like hopefully you're in a social nursing home where you have friends there. But today I was on my... Um, my voice lesson at eight in the morning, my time, it's even 10 a.m. in St. Louis is always so fucking early for me. So waking up at like 7.30 and being like, Chris, I have to sing and like going over here and grabbing the mic and being like, hi, Michael. I love my <laughs> voice coach so much. I just like, I've never felt this. Well, it's not, I haven't, I have felt this way about, there's sometimes when you have a coach, like I guess I've never had coaches before. Noah, you have coaches with jujitsu. Have you ever felt like this extreme attachment to I a need teacher? Coaches. I need coaches is something that I learned from my guitar teacher years yes. ago. 
And then it gets, it got reinforced through jujitsu that I need a positive mentor in my life. Mentors. Yes. I think with comedy, I never had that. Or like there's been little ones here and there. There's certainly been comedians that have helped me along the way. But someone who is like invested in you getting better and yes. you work towards that together. I mean, it's kind of like a therapist relationship. Anya, do you do you relate to like loving, co- like you were in ice skating, like figure yeah. skating. Sorry to call I it ice skating. I had a great skating. coach for seven yeah. years and she was like my mom in a way. Like I remember I had an ice skating competition and she bought me this amazing like frilly dress and I like won the comp or I got whatever second place or something. But my parents never would have bought me this dress. It was like a very cutesy tootsie like strawberry shortcake. Like it was probably a $70 dress, you know, and in the 80s, that was a lot. I mean, that's a $3 million dress. Yeah. Inflation um, is insane. My yeah. parents were even like, why? <laughs> we could just make you one out of these rags. <laughs> <laughs> we just got these potato sacks in. Um, but yeah, she was very strict, but very loving. And um, I didn't have that in my life ever. So Strict, I, but loving, so, like you respected yeah. her. Whereas you don't mm-hmm. respect your parents that much. Like, <laughs> no, no offense, no mom and dad, but like, I did, I'm realized I didn't respect them. I respect them now. I know they have their own feelings and wants and needs and like fears and... But as a kid, selfish, didn't care. They were mean. I didn't, they told me something. I wasn't scared of them. I just, you know, because they, it's not like they were my friend either, but I just was never, if they got mad at me, there was maybe a couple times where I was like, whoa, okay. Like I have to be, but I was a good girl. Like I was always good. I didn't, you know, ever get into trouble. Um, But I respect my teacher so much. And I want to do good by him. And he also makes me believe in myself when I feel like I've had a string of vocal teachers that just, you know, some a good teacher is like hard to find. And we spend half of our lesson not talking about singing at all. Like, well, he'll just be telling me stories about fly fishing. And I'm like captivated. Like, I just love the way he talks. I love the way like, and he just has so much to share, so much wisdom. He's in his 60s. Like, he has just an interesting life. He's an artist. And truly every one of his stories like relates back to something I can use with my like vocal technique of like relaxation, accepting who you are, um, finding your true voice figuratively, literally all wow. those things. But he got How sick last week. How does the fly fishing relate? Uh, the fly, fly fishing related where he, um, oh, well, I'll tell you exactly. This is so interesting because we were talking about his sickness. He got sick last week. He had a foot problem. And he was in the emergency room, like really bad. Our lessons were canceled. It was really sad. And he's a very like diligent, like we don't miss a lesson kind of thing. And so I knew it was a big deal. And I was checking in on him all week. And I was compelled to like, I was just like thinking about him a lot and being like, please don't die. Please don't lose a foot. Like, I just don't want this man to be in pain. It was almost like the way I feel about TikTok. Like, I'm just like TikTok. I'm just like, I want him to be happy. And, um, and so then I was asking him about it today and he was talking about another time he injured his foot. He was fly fishing and he got his foot stuck in a beaver dam and the water was like really like up to his fucking chest and it was really a bad situation. Like if it would have gotten into his like, like he had protection up to his chest, but if it would have started filling up his oh my God. wetsuit, he would have drowned and his friend was laughing and he was like, stop laughing. And at one point he like moved some branches and the beaver dam fell and he heard he heard a crack in his, t- like he broke his toe. Okay, sorry to trigger warning. And he felt, he heard, I go, you felt the crack? Like, I thought it was a branch. He was like, I thought it was a branch at first because I heard a snap reverberate through my body. And what I learned was, 
how that relates to the voice is that your your voice, your body is an amplifier. Like it's sound is vibration. So he heard this thing that happened underwater six feet below him. He's a tall guy. He heard it go up through his body into his head, reverberate in his head. So that's oh. how it relates to the voice is like, and the sense of uh, panic. And there was another thing that related like, and staying calm in the moment. I mean, so much of singing is like about relaxation and, um, uh, and about like uh, resonance and um, tapping into, you know, I just wrote something down. What did he say today that I was like, okay, that's the mantra that I have to, to remember. Nothing open, relax, nothing open, relax. That's like always what I should say to myself. There's nothing your throat is doing nothing. You're everything's open. You're relaxed. Like, and uh, you know, I've said this before, but every time singers sing, it always looks like they're trying so hard, but that's performative because singers are trying to make you feel dumb about yourself. The best singers aren't doing any work. That's why I love Kelly Clarkson. She never looks like she's working, but all singers that are really good and technically proficient, none of them are trying. None of them should ever be going like, like like and you should never see strain if they're doing that they're doing it so that it looks impressive to people because if they didn't do it people would just go like wow she's obviously not working that hard and it's sometimes in comedy i do that like i will have a bit that i will know perfectly but if i get into a repetition if i talk like this and i go like this if i just told that joke normally it wouldn't get the same you wouldn't be as amazed as if i went really fast and was like and then everyone goes oh my god she has it memorized there's things you can do that make people who are laymen people who aren't proficient in the thing that you do be very impressed anya do you agree with that with singing that yeah there's well i think also there's a third option you forgot which is if you're not trained and you are straining not to try to look cool, but you're straining because you're trying to get to that note and you don't know any better. Yes. Well, that's what I said. If you're not, this is only for like the best singers. If they ever, if Ariana Grande looks like she's trying, it's performative because there's no way that it's right. Cause he has another mantra that singing is easy. If it's easy, like it's, 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 it's easy. If it's easy, like if it feels easy, it's because it is easy. If you're, if it looks hard it's because it is hard and you shouldn't be doing that so it's always mm. you should never be straining the like second Buddha. that you're yeah i mean a little bit because that's what it's about like the second i stopped being like you either are or you aren't the, the second that you just go it's in all of us and there's this like thing you have to tap into it opens up a world world of possibility as opposed to like you just don't have it which is the first voice lesson note i ever got she doesn't have it like you either born with it oh, or you don't like that? legs. My fucking Sheila Dugan, two thousand. that? She's a voice teacher that um, I had because I was in acapella in high school. I was an alto, which no everyone hated the altos because you just don't get as much love because you're just don't, not a mezzo soprano and or a you know whatever the other soprano is called that is like every girl wants to be a soprano because it means you're a girl and you can sing like Cinderella. But no one wants to be like the sultry alto. And so we just got no respect, no like no attention from Flash, our music director. Her name was Karen Flasher. <laughs> but we called her, everyone called her Flash. And oh God, everyone was sycophantic about her, just wanting her to like us so much. She was such a bully. Just like would give her attention to certain students. And then one day she'd sign the line on you and then she'd pull it away the next day. And it was like so political. 
but I was trying to be better. And so everyone in acapella would always go to the Sheila Dugan, like all the best singers. And so I went to Sheila Dugan and I would go to her every Saturday in the morning. And then eventually I, my mom had, a, she ca- she got a call from Sheila or something. And um, I remember it was $50 a lesson. We'd have to drive out to Chesterfield. So it wasn't cheap. This is like 2000 $50 wow. a lesson for an hour is a lot back then, even now. And um, she told my mom, this isn't going to be her thing. Like this isn't going to work for her. Whereas if I would have had Michael Rocchio back then, he could have probably made me believe in myself. I probably would have had a little bit of a career in musical theater because that is obviously, there's totally alto roles. And I do did have a soprano ability. I just couldn't tap into it because I was so fucking in my brain i'm like i'm an old grizzly husky woman i'll never have a pretty voice even though it was always there i listened to my high school voice i'm like i so was this i could have been a soprano i just didn't know how to do it you can hit some high notes yeah but every any person who doesn't have a significant damage which i've had mine removed can hit high notes it's in you to do it you just have to know how to you have to know how to work your trumpet you have a some people are just born with it knowing that that is something you're born with, but you can learn it. So anyway, today on the call with him at the, or at the end of our session, I was like, I'm so glad you're feeling better. Um, I was like, I really just like care about you. And like, I'm just so concerned about your health. And like, I was like, cause I really have not felt that way before, except with like a parent maybe of like checking in on someone who's older and being like, I hate that he's hurting. I've only known this man since late January, I think is when I started. And and I like started getting that he started tearing up because I was like, you're a really special Aww. person. And the fact that you being healthy means that you impact so many people. And I, he was, you know, he w- like witnessed a car crash. I think I told you guys about that. And he went over to like help the the mailman that got hit. And I was like, I was thinking of how lucky that mailman was that Michael Rocchio like rode up and it wasn't just so, any me even because you know, I would have dr- driven around it. <laughs> but like the fact that that mailman got calmed by like your calming presence, your like just soothing uh, demeanor. I was like, that was like the luckiest thing that could have happened to that guy. And he was like, I'm, I have to get off the call. I'm going to start crying. But I just got like, so, it was so weird to get like so emotional, but I was like, I just really, it's nice to just, again, it's nice to care and it's nice to admit that you care and to not be so. it's so nice that you said it to him because who knows how many people have. And so often we think of things we love about people, but we don't get to express it. And like, you know, then sometimes you never get to. It's like you say, Nikki, that like a lot of people in entertainment, their fans assume that they hear it all the time. Yes. But- you know, for someone who's kind of like behind the scenes and who's, you know, like an instructor or vocal teacher to hear that back, you know, is touching. Yeah, he got choked up and he said, he was like, oh my God, really? Like, oh, he was so sweet. He was like, I mean, you just made my day. Like it was, and I wouldn't have expected what I said. I was just like, I just want need you to know you're very important to me. And like, I can only imagine so many other people. I mean, he has dozens of students and I was like, if I've only known you a month and a half or whatever, and you mean this much to me, like, please, like, keep living. And if, if you don't want to, you don't have, like, you're, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But I was just like, you just mean so much. You're a very special person. And he was just like, and I just don't think men hear it that much. You know, I think women are more likely to 
maybe receive that kind of thing because we're emotional people and people are more apt to give it to us. But if this is a reminder to anyone to like, you know, those videos where on TikTok, 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 Aww, <laughs> I'm getting my TikToks and TikToks confused. <laughs> um, so on TikTok, there's sometimes videos. I haven't, I'm not on TikTok, but you know, on Reddit, they'll show up where it's like a guy in a mall and he's going up to kids and he's like, do you want to call your dad and like tell him you, tell, would you call your dad and tell him you loved him like right now or that like you miss him or something? And you hear these like dads being like, hey, what's up, son? You need to get picked up. And he's like, no, I just want to say like, I love you. And like, I don't say it enough. And I just like appreciate you. And and the dad's like, okay, son. All right. Well, I love you too. Like it is so fucking sweet. If you can muster it, it's so it's I didn't plan on having like this emotional moment at the end of my session, but it really felt good. And as soon as I like was like finding the leave meeting button as soon as I could, because I was like, I'm about to cry. But it was also interesting because he goes, I'm about to cry. And literally five minutes beforehand, we were trying to access my best voice. And it's usually like it's like in this comfort zone of when you're like about to cry like this is when like <laughs> your nasal passages like open up and it's more resonant like talk like this you go to talk. it sounds like my impression of like men you know what i'm like oh brother. <laughs> like when i'm being really catty about something a man said that hurt me like oh okay and like this is a voice you're supposed to use to like be resonant and i can't tap into it because it feels like i'm doing a, a dumb impression of a dumb guy and it just doesn't make me think of music but he, he was like oh just do it um like you're about to cry like when you're like like just like kind of like this like on the verge of it and then we both ended the lesson on the verge of it and i'm like now we're ready to sing like let's get let's tap into that um let's take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with reddit dump are you looking for some amazing tv to stream well sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on hulu you can't miss we're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time absolute must watch shows dive in with barney ted robin and the crew in how i met your mother all nine seasons of how i met your mother are now streaming on hulu right now one of my favorite shows ever and i mean don't you want to know how he met their mother then go back home with the dumfies the pritchett's and the pritchett tuckers in modern family then you can start over with the roses on Shit's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Let's Reddit dump, baby. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, this is from Ask Reddit. And this is just a question. It says, how old are you and what's your biggest problem right now? Now, these are just so interesting. Because it's just like people on the things that get upvoted on Reddit are always the most interesting kind of like tragic or just like fascinating things. So... This is just average people and they are just, they write eloquently. And I just liked some of these answers. Someone said, and sometimes they're just so sad. So um, this is how old are you? How old are you? And what's your biggest problem right now? I couldn't have opened this thread quick sooner. Cause I just love hearing random people's stories. First one was 55 live alone, work hundred percent from home and have no friends and family shit. Be lonely. Oh God. Oh God. That, I know these are, are these interesting or just depressing to you? Um, this someone is just said, like what I was just thinking about. <laughs> I'm 40 and my mom died yesterday. Um, someone just said um, 62. My husband died suddenly on January 2nd. Now I have to figure out where my life is going. Okay. These are much more depressing than they were last night when oh I saved this. God. They were much more interesting. The upvotes have changed. Now they're all sad. Do you remember any of the things <laughs> no, that I'll you get saw to some good ones. I'll, I'll, okay. Yes. Um, oh my God. That's another one that's really sad. Oh my God. Oh my. Sorry, you this guys. This is like Nikki was reading us the Cheshire house invasion murders Ooh, for like 20 boy. minutes on tour. You know and it Matt was not and 20 I... minutes. There's no way it was 20 minutes. It was five okay, minutes. It at felt most. like 20 minutes. No. Dude, it was seven. Well, I realized like Matt is very sensitive to like, I can't watch violence, but I can read about yeah. it. It's so fascinating to read about. If you want to get into some grisly, one of the most upsetting, violent murders, Cheshire murders. I mean, the, just Google that. But until then, let's read about this. 78, <laughs> and knowing, 78 and knowing I am terminal. I can handle it, but everyone else is in denial. I'm hearing lots of, after all, doctors don't know everything, do they? No, they don't. But they do know the five-year survival rate is 1%. Now let's say all that together, boys and girls. The five-year survival rate is 1%. Um, someone oh said, God. I'm 60. This one broke my heart. My biggest problem is having to... I'm 60. My biggest problem is having to work 50 or 60 hours a week just to keep up with bills. Plus, I have a bedridden wife with cancer and we're raising our oldest grandson. As Sergeant Murtaugh uh. once said, I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, this other person said 37 and I'm going blind. I don't know how long it will take when I will be legally blind and unable to live my life with the richness, independence and everything else I expected, but it's coming. Okay. I only say this because I doubt, I doubt even 1% of our listeners have anything as sad as any of the things I just read going on in their life. So if this isn't you, let's just be honest. It all will be us. Eventually we will get old. We will be dying. Illness happens. We'll lose our loved ones, but it's not happening today. So let's turn this into something positive, which is like, just be grateful for what you have because people are fucking going through it. Um, someone said 74 and don't really have any problems other than knowing my time is limited. Don't buy any green bananas. <laughs> oh, 
fuck. I love green Wait, bananas. why? Because green because ban- they might not ripen in time because oh. you don't have that much time left. What would I do without uh, you? I eat them when they're a little okay. green. I like them like that. You like them like r- raw or like hard? Kind of raw. Yeah, like I don't like them too sweet. Oh. Oh, I like when they like have bruises. Like when people are like, I'm not eating that banana because it's bruised. I'm like, those are the d- most delicious sweet parts. Yeah. Mm. So you don't like sweetness, do you, Noah? No, I'm not a, a sugar gal. It depends. God, but I, I don't always great. turn it down. Um, if you have to have sugar, what do you have? Like if you if someone's forcing it on you. Probably something like a fruit snack, like Gushers or a something. A fruit snack? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, of anything you could have sweet? Like a gusher or like a shark bites? Like what are we talking? What kind of fruit snack? Uh, fruit leather. Gushers. Um, yeah, just <laughs> like so fruit, ro- fruit, fruit, fruit by the so foot. Random. Fruit roll-ups. Because okay. they're All a little tangy. Right. <laughs> that is so wild to me to not be someone. I mean, I definitely go through phases of loving sweets and loving salty. Like I find that something recently that has been really helping me with like my cravings and helping me embrace like foods that I wouldn't normally eat because I have like, you know, weird I have history of eating disorder stuff so I can get locked into like just liking a certain thing or, or s- shutting certain foods out. Like I can't have those cause I can't control myself around them. Or at least I think that, and some people definitely have those problems, but I think mine are mostly mental. I'm obsessed with this ASM artist, ASMR artist, ASM artist named. I like ASM artist. Uh, uh uh, uh, wait, what's her name? Uh, 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 hold on, let me just look it up because I am so obsessed with it. Her name is. Uh, 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 this is a part God, of the I like disgusted. Wait, is her name? S Mary Eats. A S M E R I Eats. A S M E R I Eats. As As Mary Eats, and she is. Um, she's this like Greek girl who lives in Athens. And I like hearing people eat. It makes me feel calm. Like that's something I want to listen to when I'm like drifting off to sleep. I know that's some people's like worst fucking nightmare. Misophonia. But I'm not alone because this girl has like, yes, misophonia. If you have it for eating stuff. Because I do have it for some things. Like if someone has too wet of a mouth or too dry of a mouth and it's like, like when they talk, it's disgusting. And I want to like fucking throw my phone. But for some (laughs) reason, this girl eats with her mouth closed she takes huge bites. I watch her on two times the speed because she, then she's eating as fast as I eat. And so it's soothing to me, <laughs> but I like the sound of someone eating because it reminds me that they're like, Oh, I like sleeping. I can only sleep when I know people are like out doing things. Like I don't like sleeping when the world is asleep. I like sleeping knowing like people are up and like things are happening. Like then I can sleep because like the village is protected. I guess it's something instinctual of like, if at night the we could be attacked and I'm always going to be on edge. But if I know that everyone is, it's a you know busy world of Richard Scary out there and people are all like doing their things, I can sleep because I'm like, no one can get me because there will, you know, it's daylight out and I just feel safer. But some, there was this girl eating on a plane next to me one time and I was like, just ASMRing out so hard. She was like crunching these chips in the right way and she was closing her mouth. I was like, and it was just so good and i was buzzing i was just like oh god yes keep going <laughs> i never wanted those sun chips to end that was like the perfect crunch <laughs> and then after that that's when i started directing my searches towards asmr videos like eating and then i found this girl asmr eats asmr eats e-r-i-s-m-r-e eats and she eats 
so much. She eats the amounts that I want to eat in one sitting, but I can't because I I think she doesn't have an eating disorder though. She just like, she does intermittent fasting, not even purposefully. She's just like, I only eat for survival. I don't like to eat. I think it's just annoying that I have to eat. It's almost like she eats like going to the gas pump. Whereas I fill up my gas, like I'm just like, I'm bored. I just like want to get gas and I want to like stop. So I'll just get like $5 in and then I need $5 a little bit later. She just fills up once a day and I don't believe in intermittent fasting. I think it is adult anorexia, but this girl has, I know that she just listens to her body. She's like, she does not have any use She doesn't puke everything afterwards. A lot of, I think mukbangers do purge afterwards. So I'm not encouraging this. Please don't do this. But um, she has talked about like, why she can do this and she's like she'll go like uh, she'll go a while without eating and then she's like every time I eat I'm hungry I don't eat because something looks good to me I don't eat because we're going to dinner and I have to like eat I only eat when I'm hungry it's survival I eat when I'm weak and I need the food and I wait for my body like crave certain things so anyway I've been obsessed with her for weeks now and she helps me because sometimes I, when I am just eating nervously and I'm just like wanting to stuff my face and I'm not even hungry, I'll just put on her and I'll like, for some reason it like, it hits that part of my brain that wants to just chew and it like does it for me where I'm not actually doing the behavior. I'm just like listening to someone do it. So it, it's not like I'm starving myself. I don't, I never starve myself. I'm not listening to this. What A lot of people listen to these videos. This is why I'm driving trigger warnings kind of here and there because People watch these videos because they're trying not to eat and they're like, oh. I want to watch her eat. And it's a big thing as people watch these. I used to do that when I was anorexic. I would watch the Food Network Is it 24 hours a day. No, I oh, used yeah. to watch it when I'm like feeling stressed or and I just need to calm down. It's calming to me. But and she, could if one you put, become addicted to it? I don't think it's an unhealthy addiction to watch these videos. Like it's not like. No, I, I, not more than any other thing on your phone that you watch a lot of. I used to stare at Instagram, like, food stuff a lot. I remember it was soothe probably hungry. me so much. Yeah, and I would just this like, isn't God, a, when I am I going to quit hungry. this? Yeah, that's because you, you were starving yourself, probably. I'm not yeah. trying to project, but I used to be obsessed with watching food stuff when I was hungry. Like, in when I got anorexic in 19, or in 2002... I went from never once watching anything food related to 24 se- like always watching the food network. We didn't have phones back then yet. So it was just like always watching. And my parents were like, you're into cooking food. You're into preparing it, not eating it, but I wanted to watch right. it. Right. But anyway, I watch these videos and some days I'm in the mood to watch her eat a cake, like an entire cake in one sitting. And sometimes I'm in the mood to watch her eat like 14 quesadillas because I want like salty and like whatever. It's and it's so soothing to me. I always fall asleep. I'm not like salivating while I watch it. It's soothing to me. But anyway, something has worked with this. And I put on the you put on the captions, and she doesn't talk the whole time, which I really appreciate. I hate when the ASM artists eat and talk. I'm just like, stop. Like just do one. But then she writes captions, and while she edits it, she just like shares about her life and shares stories. Sometimes I close my eyes and go to sleep, but sometimes I'm reading it. And she shares these interesting stories. She shares her theories on like how she used to starve herself. She used to be a, a fucking great uh, professional athlete. And she was like, my body was, my weight was up and down. And now I just, she kind of got in my head about waiting for your body to crave things before you eat things and not getting ahead of yourself and just eating more for survival than for like pleasure, which I'm into pleasure, but like combine the two, like wait till you're also hungry and you want something you like. When you're ready to eat, don't eat something that's like diety. Pick the thing on the menu you actually want and satiate yourself. Trust that 
Trust that you're not going to want to keep eating forever, which is always my fear. So anyway, something got in. And last week, Chris and I were at this restaurant that we go to every single night. And these people next to us got a pizza. And I was just like, that looks so fucking good. I can't, I, I can't. And usually I look at pizza and I go, it's not for me because I can't have pizza. I'll be fat. Pizza and, and pizza culturally is like, all he does is eat pizzas. It's, it's like a fat person food. You know, we equate fast food and pizza with like, you're fat, you know? And it's so ingrained in my head. So pizza's never been for me. If I do have it, it's always because like, oh, it's the only thing to eat. And these people will think I'm anorexic if I don't eat it. I have to, I'm never enjoying it. I'm always just like, oh, get it down. Just because, and then you're gonna have to starve tomorrow or you're gonna have to work out a lot to get this off. It's always worrying me. But the other night, these people were eating a pizza next to us and they left one piece. And I was like, Chris, I want to ask them for it. Like, I want it so bad. And, but instead, I'd gotten a salad and I got like jackfruit tacos, like things I wanted. But I was like, I really want that pizza. Like everything in my body is craving this fucking des- delicious looking vegan margarita pizza. And so the next night, I was like, I'm doing it. And Chris and I got this meat lovers pizza, but it's all like fake vegan meat and cheese. And we have gotten it every single night since. I have eaten pizza <laughs> for every single dinner, the past, and I don't skip meals. So I'm eating lunch and breakfast. I've eaten di- pizza. I am never depriving myself of pizza the rest of my fucking life because as much as I have improved my eating over the past couple of years and not deprive myself, and I'm always thinking I'm getting what I want, I never opened the pizza window up. It was, I always still had restrictions of like, you can have anything you want, but not pizza, fries, burgers. And I'm still not opening the fry window. I'm still not opening the burger window. That's not, I don't have any interest in those yet, but the pizza window is open and I'm never closing it again. I can't believe Mm. I went 20 years of my life. It was 21 years of my life since I was anorexic of no pizza for me. And I would have it here and there, but like I said, it would always be like, I just have to do this because it's like socially that's what people are eating and they're all going to think like I'm a diety weirdo if I don't eat it and it's never been fun. I've never enjoyed it. I am obsessed with pizza. I have it every single night. It is the best food. It is really not that bad for you. If you get, if you get nutritious veggies on top, even if you don't, if you just get a delicately like light cheese and marinara and you don't, like it's not bad for you. It's not that it's not that bad. I think culturally we're just so on board with pizza being the worst thing. I had a friend, uh, she was studying to be a nurse and we were talking about like I was at work and I was just like craving something. I was craving a five guys burger and I was just like, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to go down and get that because it's greasy and all that. And she goes to me, when your body is craving something, it's telling you that it's deficient in something. Listen so it's, to it. Listen to your fat. body. You wanted and fat. go and get it. I and also welcome want- to Pizza World. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> add an add a number to the sign where it says population because I am here to stay. I'm obsessed with pizza. I love it. I'm never depriving myself of it again. And guess what? I'm kind of fucking full after I eat it. I don't need yes. to have all of it. I like sometimes I go one or two slices or three slices or you know too much, and I kind of feel like. Oh, but these are just growing pains of learning how to eat these foods again and not feel so fucking bad about it. I can still be a thin woman or the size that I want to be, whether that's thin or whatever. But I told Chris, I was like, welcome to pizza body. This is happening (laughs) and it's never going away. I'm embracing pizza life. And he was like, final thought. 
He was very happy that to hear me so say. Funny if he said final thought. <laughs> final thought. I don't think we should be together anymore. <laughs> no, I, I was like last week, I think I mentioned I had been like in a crying spell with Chris and I had just been like, I can't go to these sets. It was the night I saw you know, I was crying before that. I just got a spray tan. It was sticky. I was naked. I was crying and I was like putting on this spray tan and I was like, I hate my life. I have to be on this show tomorrow. I don't eat. I feel disgusting. I'm fat. Nothing fits. I had to put on like tight jeans after doing a spray tan, which if you do spray tans, you know how much hell that is because you know it's like absorbing into the jeans. It's going to be splotchy, but I had nothing else to wear because everything was tight and my untight jeans were in the wash. So it was like, fuck. So I was crying and I was like, I'm fat. And I'm just, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, but everything's tight. So there's no way I'm not fat. Like these things that fit before don't fit anymore. So you're just, you know, like, I know that I am. And I was like, I know I'm not fat compared to like, you know, like, but I'm fat for me. And I was like, ah. and, um, and then cut to, I cried it out. And then I was fine. I came home and I was like, Hey, let's watch succession. And he's just like, are you like, wh- who was the person that was here before? And why did she just disappear within an hour? Like, and that's, I mean, I can change within minutes. But last night I was like, babe, I'm in pizza phase. This is my pizza body. I love, like, I'm going to be a little bit thicky, thicker now. Like, I just, and it's going to come and go. And he's like, okay, I don't trust this person who's talking to me right now. And I'm like, you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. I'm going to be crying about how I'm fat in four days. No matter, like, my cycle, my hormones, my emotions are, but I'm telling you right now from a healthy point of view, at the at the core of my being, I know that I would rather, you know, Kate Moss was always like, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That is, she's never had pizza. <laughs> yeah, she's never been to biology. You don't need to <laughs> be fat <laughs> if you eat pizza. It doesn't make you fat, you guys. Overeating makes you fat. Waiting to eat until you're starving and then you eat so much because your body thinks it's preparing for fucking hibernation, that makes you fat. If you eat pizza like a normal person you won't be fat our diet culture has ruined our brains including mine but i really appreciate how this this girl and i want to when we go to athens i really want to invite her to the show and i want to meet her because even though she has millions of views and followers um i feel i'm I'm like she's like she's such a celebrity to me i love this girl i'm not alone all of us stand her so much because she's just like no drama even though like all the comments under her videos are like you're so no drama i'm like who's bringing drama to the instagram <laughs> eat mukbangs like yeah. what where's the drama there but i guess youtube is a, a wild world that i don't really know what's going on there but um yeah i'm just obsessed with pizza i've literally had it for every meal um for a week and a half now for every dinner and there's no stopping it. it eventually i'll move on to something else but i just want to encourage people out there that might think like me when it comes to food i think there's a lot of you like you said like your friend said like if you're craving a burger just have a fucking burger if you never have bur- like and don't and if you're craving it because you're like emotional and you're like i'm giving up i don't fucking care but like Listen, I'm starting to see a new therapist in a couple weeks that's a somatic therapist because I'm so out of touch with my body and like listening to my body and like what it wants and feeling things like my voice teacher had me do one of those relaxations where you start at the top of your head and then it moves through your nose and now your lips are relaxed. Now your throat now and then it's, it starts to get almost like you're like oh god please don't say every part because but it's so funny he's so respectful he jumped right from my like throat to my knees i was like thank you for skipping all of the my other stuff 
<laughs> I was like, is he going to trace it all? And I was like, oh, good. Like he, he allowed me to do that on my own. And then he picked it back up at my knees. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just, do you like, Noah, you, I've always prided you on being like an intuitive eater. Like, I feel like you're always able to put things down and just be like, I'm good now. Like, I don't need, like, or have you, did that moment that she said that to you, did, do you do that more often now where you like yes. look for actually what you really want? Those are words that have stuck with me. I think this happened mm. maybe like 10 years ago. Wow. And it's just like, it, it, it's just taught me to like understand that a craving is not, that's just coming out of the blue. That's how my body is communicating with me and is saying, you haven't gotten enough iron. I need iron or I need some vitamin C. Yeah, that's interesting to think of your body like a baby that's just like, I need like a a separate thing. Because I think we're, you know, there's, that's what dualism is, is like your mind versus your body. Are they one thing or are they separate? And I think they're totally separate. And we get them confused with like, first of all, you think your mind is you. And I think the mind is a separate thing from yourself as well. But it's just like, I just it's like this weird thing of not trusting your, your wants and needs and thinking that somewhere you're being nefarious and you're being bad and like what you crave equals it's bad. So anything that you crave, you just go, that must be wrong because that's diet culture. Anything that's like, Ooh, decadent. You're bad. Oh, I'm being bad. I mean, there's an inside Amy Schumer sketch that we shot where it was like, (laughs) <laughs> and everything we talked about at the table was like, and then I was so bad. I ate too much chocolate. And then I don't know, I bought this shirt and I'm being bad. Like, why is that bad to like do what you want? Because, but there, but I know why, because working out sucks. You know, things that take are hard are always give you benefits. So why wouldn't we always be punitive with ourselves when we get benefit? Like I, at the same time, it's like, that you're supposed to give into your wants and listen to your body, then why is there's the separate camp of like fight past the voice that says give up? Navy SEALs can go 15 times longer than the time you want to give up. Where, like jujitsu, do they do they kind of like find a healthy medium between those two? Like wh- where is the where is the in between? Because those are two separate things that are like you'll see an Instagram post that's like listen to your needs and wants, listen to your body. And then the next one is like, push through. And it's like, okay, well, I can't do <laughs> yeah. both. Which one's right? <laughs> so um, I'm reading a book called The Art of Learning. And it's about, it's written by this guy who's like a prodigy, like chess player. He was, it's it's not the, the, the movie that was based on him, but he was like another child prodigy. And mm-hmm. um, he describes two styles of learning. And one of them is um, just kind of like black and white. So you're good at something or you're bad at something. And that style discourages a lot of kids from growth and learning. But yes. the other style is Sheila Dugan. Sheila Dugan. Work hard <laughs> and you'll get past it. Or you know what? You didn't win this this championship this time, but we're gonna work harder for the next time and we're gonna apply mm-hmm. that knowledge and you'll do better. And kids who have that mentality learn and grow and just thrive much better in like high pressure situations and all that stuff. So, so it is striking a balance between those two, but that's, I don't like paradoxes. I don't like when there are two separate things being messaged to me because I get then uh, where it's like, it's okay to be fat. 
fat, pe- fat, we love fat people and you can mm. be yourself, be whatever size, but at the same time, it's very unhealthy and also you'll, you know, you're not going to get any roles and you like, which is it? Are we, are we Lizzo or are we a Hadid? Which, which do we celebrate? You know, which do we, do we, cause I'm sorry, Kendall Jenner definitely skips meals. She does, but, and we reward that and we go, wow, good on her. Lizzo doesn't. And then we reward that. Which one is it, guys? Which one do you want us to do? Because you can't do both. And I think that that's where I just get really frustrated with life is that there's always these, it's, it always feels black and white. You got to choose one path. And I know it's like, just yeah, double standards all the time. Uh, and Maybe. I just don't know what to do with it. Maybe you keep going to see Michael Rocchio and you go through this journey of self-discovery and not like look to Hollywood for these kinds of lessons. I know you got to get Instagram off your phone. I mean, they've done studies now and it's like having apps, uh, these apps on your phone are so damaging. It's like cigarettes, you guys. We've been saying it for years Mm. of like what we're going to say about these, about social media in the future and how dumb we are and naive. But I mean, what is the solution? Because I I can't get off them. I feel like my relationship with Reddit, I found so many fun things. I love it. Um, Instagram, it's the comparison, the, the comparing yourself. We are not meant to compare ourselves this often and, and to filters that aren't, everyone's filtered, by the way, every single person, even when they're not, even when they go, this is me filtered and this is me unfiltered. That unfiltered thing, it's still a filter. Your camera has a filter on it. It's showing you a better version of yourself. It's a skinny mirror. It's a it's a lie and um, it's so damaging and you don't even know it even when you think you're savvy enough. Anya, do you, are you, you said you were having a bad day in that way today. Was it because social media? Um, Probably just getting older is hard and I'm really underslept. Like I can tell I'm under, I'm, when you're doing your dream and like there's nothing that you have ever dreamed more than what you're doing and you still get depressed, you're underslept. Like I, I'm on stage with my best friend playing theaters, which is like been on my vision board since I was 10 and mm. right singing songs I wrote that I like and my voice is working and I'm connecting and it's like your sold out crowds are so nice and I'm meeting besties and I'm like, I'm like crying myself to and sleep at night. A great boy like, for why? a fiance. Yeah. You have a great dog. You have a great house. I know. That's another thing. Are you are you able to take a nap today or something? Yes. Yes. Because I, I feel like sometimes people are underslept and they still keep going. It's like, will you give in to your craving for a nap or are you gonna push through like I don't know that's the other thing that we're brainwashed to think is like if you sleep too much, you're a piece of shit. And when you're underslept, you, you still, you, you won't give into it. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, I know Matt needs a, a, a nap and he's up late editing photos. And I'm like, do not do this. I, I don't think the bigger need- thing is meditation for all these things we're talking mm. about. Like I just saw that little thing you sent me with the little kid learning to meditate when he was little. How cute was it's that? so valuable. Cause the stuff that the reason I wouldn't nap today if I don't is because my mind is too active. But if you meditate, you can really get in touch with these things. Like you're talking about mm. the pizza, like Noah's talking about like craving certain foods or like knowing when you're done. And like when I'm up at night, like 
what am I going to do with my parents? They're getting old. Their house is in disrepair. Where should I move them? They can't make a decision on their own now. They're being stubborn. What should I do? Should I? It's like, <laughs> like this is shit you cannot should control you right do now. something right now? <laughs> should you call your lawyer? <laughs> it, it, there's so many shoulds. Yes. But meditation is the one thing I've experienced mm-hmm. in my life that really gets me in touch with the, the real me. And the real me is pretty sane. And the real me is pretty happy. What would you say to me? Uh, I'm speaking for everyone who's not into meditating and doesn't think it's for them. And it's like, why would I sit and think about a bunch of stuff alone with my thoughts? Why would that work to make it so I don't think about stuff? Why is sitting alone with my thoughts going to help me avoid my incessant thoughts? When I know what I say to that, but what do you say to that? Because that's what everyone... To me, as... Being someone who playing devil's advocate, meditation sounds fucking insane. If you're talking about I need to be (laughs) escape from my thoughts, I'm going to sit in a chair and think about stuff. What the fuck? And try to avoid my thoughts. What is that going to help? I would say go for a walk. You don't have to meditate sitting in a room. You could like go for a walk without your phone and just like be out there. Okay. Well, I will say that you can't meditation is not to answer my own question and still keep it on meditation, but you're right. Go for a walk. There are other ways, but walks aren't meditating. There may be like calming, but it's not the same as sitting alone. Like the last thing I want to do right now is just sit on the couch and like think about my thoughts, but I'm going to do it because I know, I don't know why it works, but I swear that it does. And if you just follow the steps of looking at your focus on your breathing and then when you realize that you've stopped focusing on your breathing and you're thinking about your parents getting older and about what lawyer to call and, and then if you realize you're thinking and you're like, oh shit, I'm not breathing, just go back to breathing. A second later when you're thinking about what am I going to eat today and you get lost in that thought and then the second you go, oh shit, I'm thinking I should be breathing, go back to breathing. That's the only thing you have to do. Thoughts are allowed to come and go. What it does is it helps you see thoughts as things that you can duck under and not let capture your attention and ruin your focus. Cause we get lost in thoughts and we don't know where we are. We literally, they're like dreams where you like wake up from, like you can get out of the thought and go, Oh my God, that wasn't even real. And I got out of it. But we think and that I just had a whole like fight with are. someone in my mind, <laughs> like, or I just had a whole yes. conflict that never happened. And I drove five miles during that time and I don't, I didn't see anything. I didn't see any billboards. I didn't see any of the greenery around me. I, or I just, you know, I didn't see that entire scene in succession because I was thinking about how I didn't run today and I'm such a piece of shit and how I have to do this travel tomorrow. Like it's, that's what meditation does is it helps you dodge a lot more thoughts than you, th- than you, do- you learn how to think of the thoughts as like playing a video game and like you can dodge them. And that doesn't mean that those thoughts don't get, I was, I was like the, um, analogy of, it's like, you're trying to swim out to ocean and thoughts are like waves. And you know how like the quickest way to get out is diving under the wave. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you have, like you still process the wave. the wave still goes over you, but you're not letting it crash you and send you back. And I think my lower self would argue, well, how am I going to figure out my parents' situation if I don't think about it at some point and actually spend some time thinking about it? If I'm constantly diving under it, what's what's going to happen? And the truth is you, you'll you be able to approach those thoughts and know that you're in them instead of getting lost in them and getting sucked in 
and feeling yes. like you'll be able to be in that thought and know, okay, this is a time to think about my parents' house situation. This isn't, you're not going to get sucked into it for hours. You're going to be able to cog like take the time and set a little timer in your head kind of and treat it like this is an assignment rather. This is who I am now. Thoughts become us who we are. Like I'm a person who's sad right now. No, I'm a person who's processing a sad thought and then it's going to go through and then I'll move on. And I think that's like the kind of cool thing about meditation is that it's almost like an assembly line and you can look at your thoughts as like things you just work on and then you put aside or you like, you know. Yeah, they're not who you are. Yeah. And I, it took me, it still takes me, we get lost in thought constantly. As I'm talking right now, you're lost in thought probably listener about something and thinking about something else. Like it's, you're never, go, even the best meditator is never going to be perfect at thinking of thoughts as separate. You're always going to get caught in them, but you're going to get better at, at not getting, not getting, not drowning in them and not, and, and, and not getting, I think that's what depression takes over me is because I become a sad person. I become the thought that everything sucks and my life is bad and I'm tired and like no one cares about me and no one's looking out for me and my schedule's too much. Like it becomes who I am. It becomes the truth as opposed to like a little, it's like a little you know, an arrow in my back that I can pull out and go, ow, and like patch up that wound. It just becomes who I am. So maybe that wow, will help someone Nikki today. Nikki Glaser, kind of helped me. queen of metaphors today. I like oh, these. Well, I, the I, I don't know that I'm any of them are really that. good. Yeah, like a, it's, it's like when you are, sometimes when I have like a really mean thought and I'm like, I really want her to fucking like get ugly like i want her to age like i like i say i have something where i'm like i hope she doesn't Wait, are get you doing that this thing. to me because the voodoo's working. no no if anything i, I that's I'm, why i was I'm michael rokioing you i only want you to be happy and healthy but there's sometimes i have those thoughts and like then i can get sad that i'm like i'm a bad person that i just wish that on someone it was just a little arrow that went in my back it's not i had a little bit of a bad I hurt my knee. It's like something, it's a little accident that happened. I didn't choose to have that thought and I can treat it and just go, oh, well, I just have a b bad knee today as opposed to by, I have a bad body. When you hurt your knee, you don't go my whole body. I mean, my mom says she's a broken woman, <laughs> but like my mom is jumping to I'm a broken woman when it's really just her neck. So look at the things, look at the sadness in your life. Look at the, the, the fight you're in your, with your boyfriend or whatever and look at it as a part of you and not the whole you because I just it's for some reason it just we're like watercolors where it's like a little drip and we like suddenly like everything becomes red and it's like it can just be a dot that you know is a part of you but isn't the whole you but the whole I me is that. pizza right now because I am made <laughs> out of pizza and I will have it again tonight and I can't wait to tell you about it tomorrow on the podcast we'll be back tomorrow with more um, analogies and metaphors and similes. Thank you for listening. Don't be ca. Jackfruit. Yeah. Jackfruit. Jackfruit on a pizza. Yes. Not a taco that I eat the insides out of and don't even let myself have a tortilla. I mean, that's what I used to do, but not anymore. Pizza. Pizza for life. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 